0: morning. Open with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. So we continue through the Sermon on the Mount, and we're looking at this text. We looked at it last week, covered the first portion, you are the salt of the earth. And uh, today I want us to take a look at this, and if you want to find the heart of this text, you look at the last phrase there give glory to your father who is in heaven that's the point Uh, I know you're probably thinking well since you've made the point can we stop now no no I have more to say but I want you to see that up front to give glory to God is the point Not only of this text, not only of this sermon, but it's the point of your life. It's why you live. It's why you exist. It's why God hasn't killed you yet. We live to glorify God. And by his mercy by his grace he has suited us for that task as we walked through the beatitudes we found that it's describing someone who is fully and completely satisfied with god everything else pales and fades away in the face Of God. It's important for us to see uh, this truth that to be blessed is to find our total and complete satisfaction in Him. Not in possessions, not in relationships, uh, not in Facebook lights or Instagram, whatever they do on that. But there are total satisfaction is in knowing and being known by the living God. As we get into this text, 13 through 16, we find that it describes us as being those who are fully devoted to the task. Fully devoted, fully submitted to the task of giving glory to God. And not only us giving glory to God, but others who would hear the gospel and believe. That's what He desires. That's what He's called us to. That's the task for us. And I believe it's the task for every believer. I was reading one commentator who applied this only to preachers. So I closed it and laid it aside. Because I believe that all who are in Jesus Christ are called to be salt and light. And what I mean by salt and light, I described last week, it's that we are to influence. We are to be an influence with the truth. And so I want us to think about that today in terms of looking at light as Uh, the analogy that helps us to understand our role of bringing glory to God by influencing the world around us, by influencing others around us, by influencing people in the body of Christ with the truth. You may say, well, if it's saying the same thing, why? Two analogies. Well, Let me explain that for a moment. First of all, I want you to see, and let let me give you my points. I've been doing that. I want to give you the points. The first is this. What's the difference in the two analogies? See, I almost jumped right into it. What's the difference between the two analogies? Why two analogies saying the same thing? Second, being light. Last week, we were talking about being salt, and that salt is not the same as the substance that it preserves. We're different. Likewise, we're different from the world around us. That's what we've been called to do. But I I want us to see that, and being light, what's that mean? How are we light? And the third thing is the point. Glorify the Father. Glorify the Father. And so what is the difference? Well, let's put it this way. Salt operates internally. Light operates externally. We see that come out in the text, actually. Salt makes contact with the substance it preserves and seasons it does so by killing organisms that decay that cause decay and disease likewise engagement of believers carrying the gospel of christ with unbelievers stands against the decay of sin in the world around us light operates externally When you shine a light, you're shining a light to illuminate something out there. Jesus brings that out in the analogy. It can be seen from a distance. Imagine a ship at sea, and it's lost its bearing, and it sees a lighthouse. I know we have GPS and stuff today, but, you know, still. You know what I'm saying. Or a city on a hill, as he speaks of, out in the wilderness somewhere, and some wanderer lost, can't find his way, sees light. Where do you think he's going? He's heading for the light. That means civilization. That means people. That means help. Light operates externally. It can have an immediate effect in an enclosed area that is dark. When we lose power at night, you want to know where the flashlights are. You hope you actually have your phone in your pocket, you know, because it's got a light on it. You can hit it, boom, you know, or something. Because when it's dark out there, you can't see your hand in front of your face unless there's a full moon. So light gives immediate effect in circumstances like that. Light brings sight to darkness and it exposes everything in the room. So... I wanted us to kind of see the difference in kind of what Jesus is speaking about. In one sense, we're making contact on a daily basis with people. And we have that opportunity to influence them. But then you have the light. And it's not merely that you're happy. But it's the light of righteousness. It's the light of a distinctive way of living. And that's what the scripture teaches us about being light. So it says here in verse 14, I want us to look at this. And I want us to look at what it means to be light, being light. You are the light of the world. I'm going to say the same thing that I said last week about salt. It says you are the salt of the earth. You are not becoming salt of the earth. You're not becoming light of the world. You are light of the world. Uh, This is the essence of what Christ has made you. This is what you are. Light is what we are rather than what we are to become. Christ has made us children of light. By his own blood. What does it mean. To be light. It says here you are the light. Of the world. You know just in thinking about that. And thinking about the bulk of scripture. And there's a lot of it. So I couldn't bring all of it to bear here. But when I think about being light. He says you are the light of the world. I want us to know. We are not our own unique light. You are not your own unique light. I think sometimes we, well, I know that 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 idea exists in the world today. You know, you're special. Well, I am in that I'm created in the image of God. I am in that I have been saved. That's not what he's talking about. You are the light. You're not your own unique light. I asked Gina a question this morning. You think I'll get in trouble if I destroy that sweet little song, This Little Light of Mine? I changed how I'm going to approach that. Because I know parents teach their kids that. And I believe with all my heart, your desire is for them to know this little light of mine is not my light, it's Jesus' light that He has given me. And it ain't little, it's big but it's hard to sing this great big old light of mine that ain't mine but Jesus. It don't get in the melody there, you know? Let's be sure and explain. Hey, the light that shines out of us, if it's up to us that light shine out of us, that light will be darkness. It'll be nothing but religiosity. Instead, this little light of mine, Jesus gave it to me. And he gave it to me to shine everywhere, wherever I am. Yeah, I teach that theology with that song. Song's fine. And make sure that theology's there. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, we're commanded to do so. You are the light of the world. There's one true light of the world. His name is Jesus. John 1 describes Jesus as the life. And the life is the light of men. The life, eternal life. The life that is Him. Not merely created life, but life that has been made new through Him and by Him, by His blood. It's it's important for us to understand that we are the light of the world. It's not what we're becoming, it's what we are. But we are the light of the world because of the light of the world. We're reflective light of the light of the world. John the Baptist in John chapter 5 verse 35 is described as a lamp burning. Now the lamps back then were a little, little thing like this that held some oil here and it might have a little spout or something and you would light that and it would burn. But that lamp wouldn't burn by itself. It had to have a source of ignition. It had to have a light source. It had to have some fire to it. The, we, we need to understand we're not Uniquely our own light, but we shine forth the light of Jesus Christ. I have lamps at the house. You say, well, yeah, those lamps, they have bulbs in them. You know, they flip a switch, you turn them on, unplug that thing from a wall, go and flip that switch. It's got to have an external source. It's got to have a source beyond itself. And that's what's happening right here. We are lamps. We're not originators of a light. That light shines. I I want us to see that, that this is true of the celestial things. The moon has no light of its own. Reflects light. Reflects light off the sun. We do very much the same thing. I say this, and you have to bring these things out because of the world around us. And we have to make sure that we understand, man, I'm not this special light all to my own. The only light that is good emanating from me or any of you is the light of Jesus Christ. Paul describes Christians in Philippians chapter 2. Look with me there. Philippians chapter 2. Let me read from verse 14. It says there, Do all things without grumbling or disputing That you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights, luminaries in the world. Let me just stop there. He's describing Christians as those capable of shining in darkness. The backdrop here are stars in a dark sky that you can see. It's got this black background, if you will, and those stars just pop right out of the darkness. That light resonates from our righteous, content living in Christ as we hold fast the word of life, it says, verse 16. I want you to look at the light sandwich that he builds there. Because it's describing how he shine his lights. Verse 14: Do all things without grumbling or disputing. How y'all doing? How y'all doing on that grumbling, disputing thing? I, I'm just asking. Just want you to get a little introspective on that. And by discontent with something or someone. how light shines. Don't be grumbling. Don't be complaining. Don't be disputing. He's pointing toward contentment there, by the way, because discontented people grumble. Discontented people dispute. He's saying you want to shine? Be content. Be fully satisfied in the living God and Him alone. What's going on there? And then it says, uh, right after that, shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. As Christians, one way that we shine is we hold fast the word of life. Now, that, that word for hold fast is both clinging to, okay? We cling to the word of God, don't you? I mean, weekly. I know so many of you are committed weekly, daily, reading your Bible every day. Reading the Word of God, memorizing it, embedding it in your hearts and in your minds. Holding fast, just clinging to the truth. Not just putting it here, but clinging to the truth of the Word of God. And come what may, in your day, or in your week, or in your life, whether it be sickness or sorrow, You don't toss this aside, but you run to it and you hold it fast. It's shining like lights. I still believe. My world just came unzipped. And I still believe. But holding fast is not merely our clinging to the Word and its precious promises that come from the living God. Holding fast is also holding forth. Putting it forward and putting it out there. Our light shining, saying, look, behold, the Word of God. So Paul is helping us to see that being light is to hold fast the Word of God. And In such a way that we cling to it and we offer it forth to others. We walk in contentment and in love toward one another and toward everyone. And what are we doing? Just like Jesus said to do. That in the midst of a crooked and and twisted generation, you shine like stars. being light it's influential it's impactful back to Matthew chapter 5 we look and he gives a description of something he says you are the light of the world a city set on a hill cannot be hidden well if you think about it if you build it on a hill you didn't intend for it to be hidden did you You build it on a hill, you intend for it to be seen. Light coming from that can be seen for miles around. And the point is, Christians are not secret agents. We're heralds of the truth. Man, he called us to himself. Isn't that that wonderful? Uh, Every time I say that, I'm just kind of like, wow. (laughs) He called us to himself. It was intentional of him to call us. It was intentional of him to put the truth out there and say, Look, see the truth of my son. See the redemption in his blood. Oh, you're dead in trespasses and sins. Let me awaken you to see this. There it is. Thank you, God. I mean, he did it all. And then he set us on a hill. We're not secret agents. We're not living our lives in the background. Oh, no. He calls us to be visible as believers, wherever we are. A city on a hill is intended to be seen. Our being and existence are to make known the light that has shone in our hearts. I read earlier from 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to read it again because I didn't finish it. But he's taking an Old Testament truth of a chosen race, a royal priesthood, and he's applying it to the church, you and I. He's called you into His marvelous light and you are a proclaimer of the excellencies of Him who did that. You're a proclaimer of Him. You proclaim the beauty and the excellencies of our God who has saved us and redeemed us. He goes on and He says that we are abstainers. Abstainers from what? Sinfulness. We have a call on our life of righteousness. And I I want to point to that here in a few moments of how the light is the righteousness of Christ and the righteousness of our own lives. But He calls us uh, to live in this righteousness, to abstain. We're abstainers from uh, the passions of our flesh, unlike the world. They submit to the passions of their flesh, we abstain from the passions. Of our flesh. That's because the. Salt is different than the substance. That it preserves. And light is different. In nature. Than the darkness it illuminates. We're visible. Beacons. Of the truth. In a world full of false. And harmful philosophies and rhetoric. So he's making known to us. Hey you know what? I called you. I gave you full satisfaction. In knowing the living God. You are called to be fully devoted. And by the way. I transform you to where you no longer look like the world around you. But you are distinct. And that distinction illuminates the world around you. It illuminates your family, your home. It illuminates the community in which you live. It illuminates the church. I don't think the church should be left out of the influence that is going on here because I think we influence one another in our faithfulness, and that in and of itself is light. He goes on and he continues the analogy of light and says, Nor do people, verse 15, light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. The lamp is intended to cast light for everyone in the house. Christians don't hide in the corner. We stand on the table. That's something we need to understand. We're not reclusive. But instead, we want to illuminate all that's in the house. See, you don't put it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. I, 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 see, I, I'm, I'm, using the, I'm using the song. I'm the song tell you don't do that. I'm going to hide it, I'm going to make it known. we don't have dimmer switches in our house. we have, we did. But in the process of remodeling, I think I've replaced them all now. Just light. You see, because as you grow old and your eyes get dim, you need light. People talk about, you know, well, you know, you can, kind of turn that down, mood lights or whatever. Look, I don't want Gina moody, okay? Let me tell you how you get moody. You walk through a dark room when the coffee table's been moved about three inches and you ram your shin into that. Let me tell you, that's, that's moody, okay? That's, that's setting the mood right there, all right? So what you do is you put multiple lights in the ceiling and when you turn it on, The smallest speck of dust is visible on the floor. And another way to make her moody would be to say, Man, well, look at all that dust. (laughs) Now, when I flip a switch, I want light to come on. All right? I want to be able to see. I want everything in the room to be illuminated. I don't want that much light. I got a little lamp over there. It doesn't put off as much light. I want any obstacle in my path illuminated. Don't you? In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul speaks Concerning the church, concerning the children of God. He says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6, I'll begin there. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Boy, that's part of a sentence right there we need to all pay attention to. Because there's a lot of empty words going on around us, right? Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. That doesn't mean don't go out and make impact with them and being sought. It means don't join up in their ways. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. I'm going to say that again. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good And right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. But instead expose them. Light exposes the things of the darkness. That's what we do as Christians. We expose the darkness. We expose the unfruitful Ways of the darkness. Says it's even shameful to speak of such things. Well, how do we expose it? We don't expose what is in the dark by shouting at it. But by standing truth up against it. We don't expose what is in the dark by shouting out our opinions, whether they be political or whatever, but by raising the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ up against it. And I want you to know, all that is false will tumble at the truth of Jesus Christ. It will not stand. It cannot stand. Paul is helping us to see the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. You stand the truth up against it. How do you expose? Know the truth, speak the truth, make the truth known. We do that. We make sure that our eyes are on the glory of God, not the rightness of my opinion, but the truth of the Word. Glory to the Father. Is the aim. It's the point. It's the reason that we exist. Let your light shine. Our light is the good works of those who believe, they're done in obedience and in conjunction with the will of the Father. We don't have to wonder what fits in the parameters of light. How would we know if what we're thinking and what we're speaking is light? Right here. Word of God. You all know that's my answer in at least one question every week, right? Word of God. That's how I know what truth is. It says when someone brings an argument that goes against the Word of God, all i got to do, here, Word of God. And I'm not just going to give it to them and let them read it. I'm going to actually know enough about it to be able to say, here's what the Word of God says. So being light and giving glory to God very much begins with us growing in knowledge of the Word of God and growing in knowledge of the living God and making sure that He is first and foremost in our life. It's of good works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. You know, I've memorized that thing so many times, but I tell you what, I butcher it every time I try. So I'm turning over there to it. And it, it it says this, I should remember it for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so often when we read that text, when some people read that text, they think and they start making a list of good works, good things I can do. I can do this. I can feed the hungry. All those things are great and everything. But I want you to know that the good works he planned beforehand are all found right here in the word of God. In other words, you can't walk as children of light. And you're not living as light if you are not living according to the word of God. You can't do it. You can't make it up as you go. You can't determine what is good and right and true. God determines that, and he determined that before the foundation of the world. And so we're following his plan, and that's how we bring glory to him. By this, my father is glorified. Anybody in Master Life want to give me the rest of that one? By this, have y'all gotten to that one yet? surely you have. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Certainly, this is the fruit of personal righteousness. He calls us to bring glory to Him. Everyone will know. That you are truly my disciples. How? You love one another. Man, people, my Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. What is that? Righteousness. But it's not personal righteousness alone, it's personal righteousness. Accompanied by the message that brought about personal righteousness in your life. It's what it is. Personal righteousness is personal, but it's not private. We don't smother it within ourselves, but it flows out in gospel proclamation. You are the light of the world. You shine that light through personal righteousness and proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our life will never be enough to cause one to trust Jesus. It must always be accompanied with the gospel that redeemed and transformed us. It's the message that transferred us from the domain of darkness into His marvelous light. Our living in Christ's light glorifies the Father. And our making known the origin of that light glorifies the Father. So whatever you do, in word or deed, do all to the glory of God. You are the light of the world. And that's how you live as the light of the world. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you, Lord, that there is only one means to salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone as it's spoken to us through your word and father i pray lord that you would help us to faithfully live out that light father to be fully satisfied in you fully devoted to the task you've given us fully devoted to being sanctified being changed transformed renewed and father that we would be fully devoted in making known the word of life that we would hold it forth Lord to those around us wherever we are and father that Wherever you want to send us to do that, we'll do it. Wherever you call, Lord, we would be willing to go. Whatever sacrifice is involved, we'd be willing to make it. And Father, we would be fully and completely, totally yours. We thank you, God, that you've made us your very own possession. And God, now continue to make us more like Jesus. Lord, we pray this in his name. Amen.